Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome back to Bretton Cliff's Flea Circus. My name is Cliff, and I can see a fetching young man on the other side of the screen. Who are you? Yes, indeed. That's me. My name is Brett. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. Um, I've been out of the house today, so that was fun. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll probably get loads of stick off people. Selfish bastards going out. How dare you? <laughs> you swine. How could you, you do it? How could you do it? You've killed an old lady by just going out of the house. <laughs> oh, God, man. I haven't been out of the house, so I'm. <laughs> well, you've saved an old lady, so there you go. I you have, yes. One. That's what I'm all about. We're we're even in the the universe house. Yeah, I've I've uh, done absolutely nothing for about a week. I think I went shopping on uh, Monday. It's Saturday now. I haven't been out of the house since. <laughs> Not even in the garden or anything. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> for all I, for all I know, it'd be like uh, War of the Worlds out there. The, with like red weed all around and stuff like that. I hope that's the case. That would be yeah, good. Okay. And you just your yeah. house is left. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> our street's fine. <laughs> well, um, let's get into it. Did you watch? We're going to talk about Quantum Leap today. We are, yes. I think this, you... was, uh, this was Yatesy's suggestion, wasn't it? Was Adam it? Yates? Okay. I think he so. You must have put it in my mind. Um, uh, it's that's good because it's overtaken his bruised balls in my memory, so that's all right. Um, so yeah, he suggested Quantum Leap, and I used to watch it and like it when I was a kid. What about you? Yeah, I used to, I used to enjoy it. Um, whenever it, it was on, I would leave it on. It was one of those programs, do you know what I mean? Yeah, if it was on, you'd, you'd sit and watch it. Now, this one that always sticks in my head is where he turns into or oh, he leaps into a monkey. I <laughs> uh, always stuck in my head that one. I think that's sending the monkey off into space or something like that, and uh, yeah, and uh, he leaps into the monkey. Okay, and it was it was always funny when he uh, leapt into women. Um, yeah, because anyway, well, the premise of the program is uh-huh. <laughs> for anybody who doesn't know, Quantum Leap is a program that ran from 1989 to 1993. Yeah. It's an American television program starring, uh, what's his name? Scott Bakula. Oh, Scott Bakula, yeah. Um, Scott Bakula. As he plays Dr. Samuel Beckett. And he does. It co-stars Dean Stockwell, who is Al 
Um, That's right. Yes, that is right. Yeah, ran for five seasons. Um, It's created by Donald P. Uh Belisario. Yeah. Yeah, Donald P. Belisario created it, and it ran on NBC in America. Um, Yeah. Do you know anything about Donald P. Belisario? I had a little check-up on him, um, and he's he's done... Is he all right, is he? Yeah, he's all right, yes. I knocked on him, even though I wasn't allowed out the house. Uh, He's fine. Yeah, he's, he's got his feet up on that. Uh, but no, he did a couple of 80s uh, TV Some shows, classics. didn't he? I saw a picture of him. The Magnum P.I.? Yep, yep. I saw uh-huh. a picture of him and I saw his name and thought, this guy must be behind some good good stuff. He could yeah. have done more uh-huh. than this. He's uh-huh. like big shades. He looks like a proper TV mogul from those days. Like you uh-huh. can imagine big piles of cash and cocaine all around. Um, <laughs> I'm um, imagining that now. That sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he did Magnum PI. He mm-hmm. did um, Tales of the Gold Monkey. Have you ever heard of That's, that? It, it sounds good. <laughs> um, but no, I haven't, I haven't watched that. It, it looks it sounds a little bit like that computer game, doesn't it? Monkey Island, remember? Monkey Island, yeah, yeah. Um, that was good, and well, it's not. It <laughs> it's basically a rip off of Indiana Jones, pretty much. So Raiders of the Lost Ark, Tales of the Gold Monkey, that's mm-hmm. same kind of thing. Um, then yeah. you went on to do Airwolf, fucking yeah, brilliant. absolutely it awesome. Is. Um, Jag. Jag, all, all these things I think we'll definitely do Airwolf and Magnum Airwolf, PI, won't yeah. we? Yeah. yeah, Jag, I don't know if you ever saw that. I know of it, but I didn't see it. That's basically mm-hmm. a Top Gun ripoff. I'm noticing a theme. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little bit of a theme here, isn't there? Um, you seem to be ripping stuff he off. He did the original Battlestar Galactica. Uh-huh, that's um, right, yeah. And these more latter-day stuff was NCIS, which is one of those shows that's got about a million series and 50 yeah. spin-offs of NCIS South uh-huh. Carolina or whatever. Yeah, so he, he seems quite an interesting guy. And, and the episode that we're going to talk about as well is uh, it's about JFK, isn't it? It's about yeah. uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah. And, and this guy actually knew him, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he met him. He served with him in the uh, Marines, apparently, which was uh-huh. interesting. And also all of the um, shows are kind of all based around ex-military men. Uh, yeah. There's, there's kind of all the, a lot of the main characters have similarities that, Uh must have come out of his time in the in the marine Uh corps Um, yeah but yeah i will say though cliff is uh if if you do want us to stop talking about stephen king right you should stop (laughs) picking (laughs) things with so many stephen king links oh what is it that's what i'd say (laughs) well um there's there's one which just looking sort of through the history of the show and stuff like that there's one where he actually leaps into stephen king on quantum leap (laughs) I don't know if you heard about that one before. <laughs> so yeah, he, he leaps into Stephen King. No, I cannot remember that one either. Um, and obviously, as the uh, as the episode is about uh, Lee Harvey Oswald and JFK, um, Stephen King wrote a book called Eleven Twenty Two Sixty Three, which is exactly the same premise. Someone goes back into time to try and stop okay. the the assassination from happening. So. Was there a show with that okay, annoying Franco man? Aye, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. He's in, he's in the uh, the sort of adaptation of it. Yeah, uh-huh. is that so, the, yeah. is that the Stephen King thing? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I watched an episode of that. I quite liked it, but he's one of those actors that yeah, I, I really 
I can bear him in some things because he obviously is talented. Yeah. But he's an absolute mm-hmm. ball bag, isn't he? Like he's such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's he's good in the apes. I like I like the. He is good in the apes. He is good in the apes. I like that. I like them yes. films. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was because t- I, I watched them recently. Obviously, a lot of uh, time on my hands and stuff like that, and they. Uh, I've watched three of them, all three of them, back to back. And even though I don't like CGI, the CGI and that's really good with the apes yeah. and stuff. So well, a lot of it's I the stop, the motion capture stuff with Andy Serkis, isn't it? Like that's that's good. Yeah, that's, well, he's that's just a good class, isn't he? Yeah, he's brilliant. Um, it is. It uh-huh. doesn't play a lot of humor. We're going off on a tangent here, but <laughs> no, have you seen the the film is Injury? Have you seen that where Andy Serkis plays Injury? He doesn't play Injury. He does. In 24-hour party, people? No, no. You know, injury in the blockheads. Injury. I was thinking Ian Curtis. Dean Jury's me, one of my dad's favourite yeah, uh, sort of artists and that. So I've grew up with him. It's really good. About well, he's an interesting character, stuff. isn't he? We should maybe do that one too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll, look, I'll watch it. Well, he I'll, is. He had polio, didn't he? Yeah, I'm interested in that. Uh I've got the new Boots and Panties album, but I know he's got an interesting mm-hmm. life and he did a lot of charity work at the at the end of his life. One of my mates, actually, a Geordie bloke yep. I know out here called Adrian, he's friends with his son, mm-hmm. uh, Baxter Jury, who apparently his new album is really good. Uh-huh. Um, he used to live yeah. in London and was a musician and uh-huh. knocked around with a guy who was Ian Jury's minder. Uh, yeah, and basically got to know... His son through that and that fella is now the singer in the blockheads like after injury died and stuff so uh-huh. all right because uh, so. uh, i went to see noel gallagher and he was on before noel gallagher but what we went to the pub instead of watching him <laughs> 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 at that time i went to see the who and joe strummer was supporting i was like oh fuck that can't be after that <laughs> yeah he died about a year later <laughs> so that, all for like one more pint of carlin <laughs> i know that it's it's not worth it is this definitely not worth it <laughs> anyway, let's get back to Quantum Leap. Um, so, yeah, it stars Scott Bakula, who actually won a Golden Globe for Best Actor for this series. Um, mm-hmm. He's a stage uh, actor before this is basically his, his first big role on TV. Um, yeah, and he, it, it's this and one other role he was in Star Trek Enterprise. He played the captain in that. I haven't seen yeah. that actually. I've, um, but, I've watched all of them. I've watched all of yeah, them because I'm good? a bit of a geek. Yeah, excellent. Uh, they're probably my favourite Star Trek. Oh, that one. Okay. Star Trek. Okay. Uh huh. So mainly because there's a, a Vulcan one to where it's absolutely gorgeous. Oh, is that the seven is nine? <laughs> we'll have to look into her. <laughs> the seven is nine. What's that? Is that that's not the name. That's the name of one of the women Star Trek characters, isn't it? Six is nine. Seven is nine. <laughs> no. <laughs> Well, okay. No, not that I know. Oh. <laughs> you just made that up. Well, look it up, dickhead. <laughs> Seven is nine. I, I promise you. I promise you. I think that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a crap blur song or something. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Um, so yeah, yeah. Scott Bakula. There is two main roles. But in two thousand and nine, he was in a show called Men of a Certain Age. I don't know if you heard of this or Ooh. read about this one. Um, I haven't, no. It's about three middle-aged fellas. Uh, I think it's like a comedy drama kind of show. He stars alongside mm-hmm. Ray Romano from Everybody Loves Raymond, who is quite good in serious stuff. I've seen him in a few things uh-huh. he's quite good at. And also a certain mm-hmm. Andre Brower. 
<laughs> Frank Pembledon himself. Well, Andre Bauer. <laughs> well, you, you, we seem to be getting into that quite a lot. What was that uh, program you were talking about last last week? Brooklyn. Brooklyn Nine Nine. With him in. Right. The day after. The uh-huh. day after. Right. The band was downstairs, uh, Lennon watching Netflix. I says, "What are you watching?" He says, oh, "It's called Brooklyn Nine Nine. It's really good." <laughs> I was like, what? What are you doing watching this? <laughs> so he's, uh, he's well into it. I haven't actually seen it, but he, I don't think he listens to the podcast anyway, but uh, he's just, I don't know, he must have gotten something from you in some way. I don't know. Some Osmosis. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is, yeah. That's basically who's in Quantum Leap and what and who made it. Um, the show itself is about... Yeah. Um, Dr. Sam Beckett. It's in the future. However, that future is actually 1999, so it's in the past now. But when the show came out, anymore, it was uh, yeah. And when the show it came out, it was based in in 1999, which was the near future. Um, basically, he's like a genius uh, uh-huh. physician and uh, physician. That's not the right word, is it? So what, what's the right word for that? What is physicist? Physicist, not a physician. That's different, isn't it? Physicist. Physicist, I think, is right. No. So, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Physicist. Um, so he basically come up with a theory that you can... <laughs> he, he's come up with a theory that you can time travel within the span of your own life. Um, yes. And he gets government funding to try and prove it, but uh-huh. basically he hasn't made it work, so the government are going to pull the funding, so he decides to get in the machine himself and yep. bang, he leaps. And do it himself, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. So he leaps, and that means he goes back in time uh, to various notable points of history, but instead mm-hmm. of just him time-traveling, he, he leaps into the body of someone else. So he, he, as far as people around yeah. are concerned... He, he sort of does that, he does that to sort of fix mistakes, doesn't he? So what he's, what he's got to do with the help of Al, who's... Uh, in the future, but you can you can sort of go back in time, and he sees him as a hologram. He's yes. got to do various tasks, and fix very small in yeah. sort of things, and that's how he then leaps again. And he the, his theory is that if he keeps doing it, mm. eventually he'll leap back back home. Yeah, yeah. What I like about the show is that it turns. It's funny. It's serious. Uh-huh. It's got like some poli- politics and like social stuff in there, social statements. It's dramatic. It's like a bit screwball sometimes. Uh-huh. And I think the two stars uh-huh. of it are excellent. Like the, it's an interesting they premise are, anyway. Yeah. You can kind of do a lot with that. Um, but I think uh-huh. just yeah. basically it's it's carried by those two, and everybody else is like big uh-huh. part. Like every now and then there's somebody that yeah. you might recognize in it, but mostly it's just those two are the only stars in it. And I, I honestly, it's yeah, super, I agree. I, th- I think really they're good. both excellent. Yeah. Uh, they're both brilliant. Um, it's like it, it's a nice thing to watch, isn't it? Yeah, it's you good. You know what I mean? It's good. Like, in, uh-huh. like I say, sometimes it's a funny one, sometimes it's a serious one, and I think that's good. Like, it's not just one note. It's not just the same. So, like, I think we mentioned a show like uh, Without a Trace or The Blacklist or something, where it's all uh-huh. it's the same format every week. Someone goes yeah. missing. They think it's uh-huh. this guy. It's actually not that guy. It's somebody else. They catch him at the end. Repeat for fucking 150 episodes or whatever. Like this one, uh-huh. I think is it's good that it's different. 
there's it yeah. changed its tone from time to time. Uh-huh. Um, this yeah. one is actually like pretty serious, isn't it? Um, it was the opener it's, of the yeah. final. It's the opener of the final series, final season, um, and it's a two-parter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's on for an hour and yeah. a half in total. Um, and yeah, mm-hmm. basically he, he leaps into the body of Lee Harvey Oswald, uh, JFK assassinator. Yeah. Although I suspect mm-hmm. you don't think that that's true. Uh, you'd probably be right, I would, I would think. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that, that's, that's what happens. He, he leaps into um, Lee Harvey Oswald and um, the, the hologram, Al, tries to sort of say, well, you're here to stop the assassination of JFK. That's what he thinks he's there for. Yeah. Either that or to uncover a sort of a conspiracy. Yeah. Um, so that they can actually, you know, work out what's, what's what really what happens. Yeah. Yeah. What really happens. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the premise and it's, it's an interesting premise, especially as like we've, we've talked about before that the, the showrunner, the, the guy who created the thing actually knew um, Harvey Oswald. He knew yeah. him. Um, he was in the army with him, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he was in the army with him, he was sort of spouting off loads of sort of communist ideas and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I think the guy uh, nearly got into a fight with him. Yeah. I think he had a bit of a scrap with him in the army. Um, and then he just forgot about it until obviously he saw a picture of Lee Harvey Oswald on the news. Um, but the, the the premise of it is is it's very much well that there is no conspiracy. Um, that's that's the sort of idea of the of the program, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it that keeps there's no it conspiracy going. at all. The the talk about the potential conspiracies and that they're gonna you know you're here to uncover what really happened. Al's the one kind of pushing the conspiracy agenda in this, um, and he's got use of a computer called Ziggy that keeps checking. Like that's right. Yes, uh-huh. he'll say Ziggy. But like, is he right? Is he right that he's here to stop Lee Harvey Oswald from doing this? And Ziggy will say, mm. "Well, ninety percent chance that that's what it is." But <laughs> yeah. maybe not. Dean Stockwell, who plays Al, do you know much about him? Um, I've just seen him in, in little bits of things. I, I think he's the first time I saw him was in June. I think. I think he's in that. Mm-hmm. He's, he he's sort of. He, yeah, he's, he creep, he sort of crops up here, there, and everywhere. If you watch an eighties film, you might sort of appear in in one of those films that you're watching. But he's he's never sort of been a star, has he? In the leading role, obviously he is in in this particular program. But I can't remember him sort of being the lead in anything else. No, he I... must have been in Columbo, though. <laughs> <laughs> he's perfect Columbo fodder, isn't he? Oh, he definitely is. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. He must he's actually, have. He's actually got a really interesting career. Um, he was a child actor in the 1940s. Uh, mm-hmm. So basically, he's, he's, had a, he's retired now, but he had a career that spanned something like 70 years. He was a child actor in the 40s. He's been on record saying he didn't really like that very much. Um, then in this, he kind of dropped out. And then in the 60s, he dropped out and he ended up moving to Topanga Canyon in um, California, where he became friends with Neil mm-hmm. Young. Um, all right. And he wrote a screenplay called um, After the Gold Rush. Nobody would touch it because it was so confusing and very out there in the 1960s. Um, uh-huh. but, but the basis of that is what f- formed Neil Young's song, After the Gold Rush, title track of All that right. album. Um, yeah. They worked again together 
1976 Neil Young album, American Stars and Bars, uh, Dean mm-hmm. Stockwell designed the album cover. And then in 1982, yeah. Neil Young's got a film called Human Highway, which again is like one of those, it doesn't make any sense. It's really rambling. Um, can you hear yeah. that? Yeah, was it? I hear it. Was that it? Is, that is an alert on my phone telling me to get inside. Oh, that's, that's, that's weird, isn't it? Tell, tell it you're already inside. Tell it you're already inside. <laughs> I'll reply. I'm inside. <laughs> I'm inside, man. Leave us alone. Loudly, Doing the it? podcast. It was a oh, it was. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bit weird, that. In the 90s and 2000s, end up being on a few more show, And he's in the remake or the new version of Battlestar Galactica, which kind of ties all back in with uh, Iran as well. Right. With and then which and, is supposed to be good, isn't it? Yeah, but apparently I haven't it. seen it. Somebody lent us it when I was, we lent us the DVDs when I worked at the Gazette and asked uh-huh. for them back after three days. <laughs> it's like 20 seasons or something. Yeah. You expect me to watch it. He was like, oh, have you finished with them yet? I was like, well, not really. He was like, oh, <laughs> uh, I need thought you back. could bring them back. Yeah, I want to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> I hate people like that, me like. What's that beef? How <laughs> on earth was I going to have time to watch it in that time? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, if they, why did they give it to you in the first place if they want it back that quickly? Do you know what I mean? It's just weird. <laughs> anyway, digress. Let's get back to JFK. It is, it is a bit different. I, th- I think the other ones, he, he, when he, he jumped into somebody, it, it, it's never been anybody of, of this sort of you know, historical um, no. importance, has it? This has no. been the most important one. Um, um, obviously, everybody knows who Lee Harvey Oswald mm-hmm. is. He's probably the most sort of researched assassin ever, <laughs> isn't he? I mean, they know everything about him, don't they? Yep. Yep. I mean, I've watched a lot of documentaries in the past about JFK and conspiracies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Pro, you know, for and against the conspiracy. Mm-hmm. And then they just know everything about him. Then away he went. Obviously, he was this this program starts off um, when he leaps into him. He's in the army, like we, we talked about. He's in Japan, and he's kind of like on a firing range. Yep. Um, and he's he's sort of taking shots and stuff like that. And he misses the last one. And they say to him, "Well, you you would have made expert if you had have uh, if you had have got that last shot." Mm-hmm. So they're trying to say he is a good shot because yeah. that's one of the things that people say about uh, Lee Harvey Oswald that he wasn't a very good shot. Okay. So he, he couldn't have actually, you know, there's a, lot, there's a lot of reasons why people say that he couldn't have actually killed JFK. Um, do you want us to go into those things? Because they're quite interesting. The, the first thing is that um, the gun that he supposedly used, mm-hmm. um, he got it through mail order. He used like an alias and he got it through mail order. And it cost him twenty nine dollars. This this gun, it was second hand, right? the The scope on it and stuff wasn't aligned properly. Um, there was a tree in the way, so there's uh, there's lots of reasons why people say that he couldn't have actually killed mm-hmm. him. So um, the program at the start tries to make out well, you know, he was a good shot. He was in the army or what have you. Um, so that's all rubbish. It, it, it subtly sort of tries to disprove the conspiracy theories all the way through yeah that's what that's what this uh this program does yeah still interesting I, I, like like us like you've just said 
I don't. Well, I, I do think that Lee Harvey Oswald was, you know, up there shooting. But I, I do think that there was other people shooting as well. I don't think it was just him. There's a lot of reasons behind that. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's still interesting. I think for this though, but at the end, when mm-hmm. oh, I mean, we'll skip to the end. Uh, but at the end, when he does shoot him, or he does shoot, mm-hmm. I thought you you heard another shot before he pulled the trigger before the Lee Harvey Oswald character pulled the trigger. I thought the show mm-hmm. did leave that little bit of ambiguity in. Like it didn't go any further, but it sounded to me like there was a shot before he pulled the trigger as well. Uh-huh. Um, but they still basically rounded it up by right. saying, so there wasn't any conspiracy then, was there? Uh, Al, you are wrong all the time. And he did shoot. Him well, up. not according to this program. Uh, yeah, the no, guy, that's what I mean. The, the showrunner, I mean. the person who created it. Yeah. He, what, the reason he said that he made this particular episode was his son went to watch uh, JFK, the Oliver Stone film, mm-hmm. um, and he came in and he was sort of yeah, trying to explain to him, you know, it was all a cover-up or what have you. Um, and this guy, obviously having met Lee Harvey Oswald and known that he was a, a nutcase, sort of thought to himself, well, I'm, no, I, it wasn't, it was just him. So I'll make this program to sort of prove that or to show mm-hmm. that. That's the reason that he did it. Okay. Um, but it, like I say, I, I did enjoy it. I, I certainly did. But it does have an agenda. And that's the agenda, isn't it? To show that it was just uh-huh. Lee Harvey Oswald who was the, the lone gunman or whatever. Yeah. It, yeah. it misses out a lot, an awful lot of other pertinent information if, you, if you're interested in this particular story. It misses yeah, it out does. an awful lot. It does. And I think... Um... You know, I, I don't mind that. Oliver Stone's version is very got the opposite agenda. That's that's his agenda. So I think it's that's, fine. Yeah. I think you've you know, you, yeah. like with anything like this, you you do your own research and wear your own make your own mind up. This is a TV show at the end of the day, although it's quite uh-huh. heavy. It's quite a heavy subject matter to delve into, mm-hmm. um, considering it's probably well now after 9-11 it's probably the second biggest event in modern american history probably of all mm-hmm. time even um so it's quite I, I a, think I, I think that this is probably the main one i think 9-11 is probably second i would say okay. to this because i think this this is this is the start of, of people sort of mistrusting the government and thinking that the government are covering things up and lying okay i think that, yeah. that's the start of it that's a, um, so that's I, a fair I think point. this is probably the yeah. That's what that's just what I think anyway. Starts. This is a show's a little bit different to other episodes because he doesn't just leap into him once. He leaps into him in four or five different yeah. uh, times. So he first actually he first he does. It, it begins with him in 1963. He's getting that famous picture taken of him with holding the gun mm-hmm. in the back garden of where he lives. Um, mm-hmm. Then what happens in that yeah. is um, basically Sam loses a bit of control and he ends up like being uh, abusive to Harvey Oswald's um, uh-huh. wife. Uh, and he's like, I don't yeah. know what came over us there. I'm really sorry. And he's speaking mm-hmm. Russian. Um, so it, it's, it's still already, there's a theory throughout the show that he has this Swiss cheese effect where he can't mm-hmm. really remember everything about his own life the more he the more yeah. he leaps. But in this one uh-huh. he starts to get aspects of the actual person in uh-huh. in his 
performance or in his character as well. And I, That's right, I, yeah. I figured that was because they were saying, trying to say that Lee Harvey Oswald was so like clever or whatever that he still, mm-hmm. I think it was another, like you were saying, another way to show actually he was a real intelligent guy and he was really evil. Um, uh-huh. It was him all along yeah. showing that even though this mad uh-huh. premise of a show that they've changed the ones in one body and ones in another one floating around in 1999 that there was still um yeah he still has this influence and he was very influential um then he goes back to japan where uh-huh. he's on the rifle range then he was in california in 1959 yeah. he's he's working as a, a radar operative isn't he that's right yeah um for the the, the u.s army and it's a what they're working on is a, a spy plane um, a sort of top secret plane that, that flies over Russia. Yeah. Um, and so what he, he does is um, he's, he's got communist sort of leanings anyway, and he, he's sort of interested in that type of thing. So he, he deflects to Russia, and what he tries to do is to, to give the Russians information about this particular spy plane, which I think they already knew about anyway. Um, and this and show... the pilot actually got shocked yeah. This show seems to suggest that Lee Harvey Oswald believed that was because of the intelligence he had given the KGB. Or, but it then says, yeah. actually, they, they didn't, he didn't tell them anything they didn't know already. Um, it seemed to suggest uh-huh. they, wanted, they wanted him in case he might ever be useful. But what he knew wasn't as, wasn't as much intel as they could get uh-huh. from the through other means. But this is this is where it gets interesting with uh, Lee Harvey Oswald, though, because he, he did sort of get into both countries with relative ease, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Which is yeah. a bit odd. Yeah, um, very odd. So I mean, he, he deflected to, to Russia, and then he was quite happily sort of welcomed back with open arms back into America with a Russian wife. Yeah. So uh, there's, there's this weird. kind of grey area where is he like a, a double agent type thing of the Americans? sort of sent them in there to, to sort of, you know, get information on the, the Russians as a double agent. Um, because he actually, looking through things and, and stuff, which I have done, he did actually work for the FBI and the CIA. He was actually paid by both those groups at mm-hmm. various different points when he went back to America from Russia. Um, that's that's again it all adds to the sort of intrigue and the the conspiracy sort of theory part of it which this program left out yeah so well it I conveniently have... sort of leaves those <laughs> things on i have my own uh theory on that which is just that i think he's been used as a patsy by the u.s government that either he thought he was getting one over on them or he thought he was working for them in one way, as in, yeah, I'm an agent, I'm going to get intelligence. But I think they were just allowing him uh-huh. to build up this alibi, or not an alibi, the opposite of an alibi, build up this, uh, <laughs> this, this, this picture of him as a, as a Russian spy, uh-huh. as a communist agent and all of that. Um, yeah. I think the government were allowing him to do that. So when it did come to the crunch... I mean, he obviously, he, he did have communist... Leanings, he, he, you know, he, he did, um, which at the time in America, you know, the, the Cold War and stuff like that. I mean, there was film directors being put on blacklists and all kinds of stuff, wasn't there, at this time? Well, yeah. But, yeah, he was sort of welcomed back with open arms. It's, it's just, just odd. It, and that, that adds to it. 
almost like the authorities, like you've just said, they are be, they're using them. If you're going to frame anybody to, uh, to, to shoot the president, right? He, he's the perfect guy, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. And he would he's have put himself, he would have put himself on their radar because, I mean, he's in the army and spouting communist stuff. He's fighting with guys um, over uh-huh. his beliefs and stuff. He's sidling up to people who may or may not be yeah. KGB agents to get intelli- to give them intelligence and all this stuff. So it's not yeah. it, w- it uh-huh. wouldn't it wouldn't have gone unnoticed. It wouldn't have gone unnoticed. They would have known, and they would have just been like, "Okay, we can use this guy." So I don't know whether uh-huh. in 1959 they thought. Okay, JFK is going to get elected, and then after JFK gets elected, we can bump him off and use this guy. So uh, I guess that's where it falls down a bit. But um, no, I don't think I don't think yeah, I don't think that's the case. They've looked at him and they thought, well, we can use him for various different things. Come. So this the show Definitely. basically goes um, shows you him and he's very communist leanings. He's fighting with people talking about free Cuba on the streets of New Orleans. He's um, he gets uh-huh. into a bar. He, get, he sidles up to a Russian lass in a bar in Japan, where he gets into a bar brawl, which I presume is uh, uh-huh. your man who makes the show kind of reenacting what happened with him, um, and he's and he's punch up with him. All them things uh, did actually happen. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, he did get into a fight with that particular guy in that bar, and he was court martialed. He was also court martialed for shooting himself as well. Did you know that? No. Well, he was in the army in Japan. No. <laughs> yeah. He had like a legal sidearm um, and it doesn't actually go into detail as to what he did, but he shot himself accidentally <laughs> and he was court-martialed for that as well. So, strange then, guy. <laughs> but yeah. uh, that other one where he's handing out the free Cuba, the free Cuba uh, mm-hmm. leaflets is like perfect photos of him okay. doing that. Okay. So uh, people were following him around. Do you know okay. what I mean? But I think the weirdest thing is uh, when he, he tries to shoot the uh, the general. I think that's the, the strangest thing. Can you remember yeah, that bit? I, I remember that bit, but I, I couldn't, I, I can't remember that like in history. I remember that bit from the show. But uh, yeah, uh-huh. he, he, he misses yeah. him. But I did I thought another bit was where yeah. he, try, he tries to commit suicide and after he's meeting with the KGB as well. Well, what happened with that was he, he, after the meeting with the Russians, where he, he was sort of giving them information about this spy play, um, he wanted to stay in Russia and they said, no, okay. we're going to stay back. So he, he sort of, he, he attempted suicide um, and they just let him stay because he attempted suicide. I don't know, that was just weird, wasn't it? The guy that he tries to shoot is uh, um, a general um, and he, he tries to shoot him through the window and he misses, right? Mm-hmm. And he, I don't think he missed from that far away. It's with the same gun, right? Okay. So we're led to believe that this, uh, I think it's General Walker, I think that's his name mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. We're led to believe that this guy who's, who's missed from a very short, well, relatively short distance can then go up in a school... Um, book depository and shoot a president in a moving car. It just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Is it? It's just, it's just weird and that, that they're expecting people just to believe this stuff. Like, eh. <laughs> you miss the guy from like shooting him out the window and stuff, but you, you can hit the JFK. Wow. We know the story, JFK. 
Grassy Knoll, fucking, he gets shot in the car. Lee Harvey Oswald's the guy. Lots of people think he's framed yep. for it. He ends up getting killed himself by, what's the name of that guy? Uh, Ruby. Jack Ruby. Jack Ruby, yeah. yeah. They, don't, they don't go into that in this show, but anyway. Yeah. Um, but there is a twist in the no. program. I don't know if you knew. The kind of, it kind of there felt is. a little bit rushed. Yeah, the, 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 there's a twist because um, he, he, he jumps. He, we've said before, he keeps sort of jumping around, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. He jumps into Oswald just mm-hmm. about to shoot JFK. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, just before he does that, he kind of leaps into a Secret Service guy who's at the back of the, the motor case, a guy called Clint Hill, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and he jumps on the call, which <laughs> he actually does. Well, my trampier defender. <laughs> I know it's the same name, yeah, hasn't it? <laughs> but no, it wasn't him. <laughs> uh, so he jumps up on the car after JFK has been shot by Oswald, um, and it, it sort of goes back to the hospital. And Al says to him, it, it seems like you've done what you were sent here to do. And he, he says, well, I didn't save the president. I didn't save the president. And he says, well, you were actually here to save her. And it shows you Jack, who in their timeline, he says, with well, these... Swiss cheese mines was actually shot. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he was there to save her, wasn't he, by jumping onto the car? Yeah. But that obviously, Jackie Kennedy wasn't killed, was she? No. In real life. In real life, yeah. But this sh- that's where this show is trying to put herself into real life by saying she would have been killed if it wasn't for Sam Beckett going back in time. Because uh, yes. Al says, if you remember, she died as well. But look at her, she's sitting there. Like, that's the end of the show, basically, isn't it? I mean, it was still interesting, although it's not what I believe. Um, <laughs> I, I do, but like I've mentioned, I do believe that, you know, Lee Harvey Oswald was up there, you know, shooting. I don't, I, but I think that there was obviously other people there on the grassy knoll and stuff like mm-hmm. that who actually did shoot the president. Because I don't know if you've seen that horrible film, the horrible grainy film, the Zapruder film. Have mm-hmm. you seen that? Yeah. It's actually a film of... JFK being shot. Yeah, it's awful. It's, it's awful. It's hard to watch. Um, but I mean, the, the, the shots come from the front. I mean, you can tell that they come from yeah. the front when you watch yeah, that film. You really can. And Harvey Oswald was actually behind. <laughs> I mean, but they still try to say that you know, no, that's not what happened. Even though you can, you, you can see. And obviously, there was there was uh, witnesses and and people like that there who heard shots coming from a different place. Mm-hmm. But we're just supposed to not not believe those people, or you know that they're lying or what have you. So uh, it's a definite conspiracy. I think you're right. I I agree with you. I, I haven't looked into it as much as you have, uh, but yeah, I I mm-hmm. think he was there. But I think he was planted there. He thought he was going to shoot him, but actually he did he didn't. Like the, somebody else actually did it, but he was there to mm-hmm. play the part as of the of the killer. And he probably. Uh-huh. Probably realised while he was up there that he didn't that it wasn't his shot that killed him. Um, like you say, you, the uh-huh. gun probably wasn't good enough, and he, he was a good enough marine and marksman to, to know whether he had shot somebody mm-hmm. or whether he could hit him or not. So I think he probably thought he was meant to be doing yeah. it, but then quickly realised he hadn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but was obviously the, the fall guy. Up. He was the fall yeah. guy for it. For for me, uh, this was the first time. Uh, this is the first time I can remember, like, 
anything about known anything about this conspiracy. I think I must have known that JFK got killed. Um, but I don't think I knew anything about uh-huh. a conspiracy. And as much as the show ends up saying, oh, there wasn't a conspiracy, I think they touch on the fact that people think mm-hmm. there was a conspiracy enough to like let people know that maybe there's more stuff out there about it. And for me, as like a 12-year-old or whatever, when I watched it, mm-hmm. I think yeah. that was enough to make me want to like, get interested in it and look at it a bit more. I did enjoy it. I mean, I, I don't know when I first sort of discovered... The, the JFK story or whatever. It's one of them things that you just always seem to, to have been there, I think, that you just always seem to remember. Um, but yeah, I still enjoyed it. Um, just to go back on a day, sort of Oswald up there trying to shoot, the, when they're, they're sort of we're investigating all this stuff, they tried 120 times to do what supposedly... Oswald did with the gun and stuff like that with like the best marksman and stuff like that, the army, and none of them did it. They couldn't re- recreate really? what Oswald had done. <laughs> not, not once, yeah. So <laughs> it's, just, it, it, it's just mental to me that they just expect everybody, this is the story, this is what happened. You need to believe it. Do you know what I mean? Don't ask any questions. Don't look into things and but don't believe your eyes when you, you know, you can watch that tape, that video or what have you. Yep. Um, just believe it. it. It's just astounding that they just expect. And I'm not even American and still pisses us off. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought it was good. I like it. I like the program. I think it touches on serious stuff. And I think the actors do a really good job of trying to explain what is a massive, massive deal for Americans. Um, and yeah, it actually made mm-hmm. us, again, made us think, you know what, this was a good show. I should watch more of them. Um, and maybe watch a funny one next time where he's a monkey yeah. or, he's a, or, he, or he's a woman and you just realize until he looks in the mirror <laughs> and he's got loads of makeup on. I'll definitely watch that Stephen King one, obviously, and the one with the monkey. Yes. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he's office as well in one of them, isn't he? I think he's Elvis, he's Elvis one, and I think well. he's a member of Kiss in one. Is he? <laughs> Is it Gene Simmons, the one with the long tongue? I think he's, um, <laughs> what's his, Star Child? <laughs> the one. Star Child? Is that one that looks like a cat? Mm, no, he's the one with a star on his face. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know a lot about Kiss. <laughs> Well, with that, I'm going to go. I was going to talk about some more AstroTurf stuff, but we'll leave that for next time. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for joining in, Brett. And if you want to follow us on... If you want to follow us on Twitter, it's FCircusPod. If you want to follow us on Facebook, it's Brett and Cliff's Flea Circus Podcast. There's loads of chat on there. Um, Next time, well, actually, we're going to do something about what um, what toys you remember from when you were young so if anybody wants to send us suggestions of that we'll uh, put them in a big hat yep. and talk about some of them in a future episode yeah that sounds okay, good then. yes yeah lovely thanks very much alright thanks love it see you later bye see you tough to 
imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 